We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. This is Chicago's number one and most listened to sports station. 670 The Score is Chicago Sports. Chicago Sports is The Score. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The Score! score. I would like to say that I love you all. Thanks for everything. Thanks for everything you guys uh, did for me and my family. I got a, a lot of um, good relationship with, with some friends from Chicago, um, and I'm pretty sure um, I'm going to love him forever. So thank you for everything, and I wish uh, I could play for you guys, but this is a I understand that I love you all. Of course, Wilson Contreras talking about his love for the Chicago Cubs, for the city of Chicago, for the fans of Chicago. English on point. Listen, I'll tell you right now. As a as a Puerto Rican male and having family members that you know don't speak, when you can speak, when you learn to speak English in that short period of time like that, it's tough. It's tough. So shout out to him because you got to be dedicated to that. Him. Honestly, I mean, like Contreras got needed a translator just yeah. like three years ago. Trust me, I, I I know how difficult that is. But shout out to him for putting it together. A lot a lot of effort and energy shows right there. Shows the kind of dedication that guy has. The Cubs should consider paying him. What do you think? <laughs> you think know. it's too late for that? I don't know. Let's ask. Let's ask someone that's probably better qualified to answer that question. He's joining us on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Of course, I'm talking about none other from the Marquee Sports Network, Andy Martinez. What's up, brother? What's up? How's it going? You know I like talking to you about Cub stuff. You know, as a Sox fan, I, I, I like, okay, Andy's on. We could, we could have a real conversation about this. Okay, you know the Cubs aren't going to give Wilson Contreras the money. We know this. but But when you... Look at him talking about the Cubs themselves. How ready is he to is it is it more so that he's ready to make the money or is most more so ready to compete for a championship? You know, I think it's a little bit of both, right? Um, we we heard Drew Smiley yesterday. I believe he played it earlier, and Wilson Contreras is in the same boat. Ian Happ kind of said something similar, like you know they would love to stay too, but there is something exciting about you know if you do get moved, you know, competing for competing for a championship, right? Where where you go from you know, a team that that's very, very, uh, very likely not to make the playoffs. Um, but uh, in going into a team that, that, you know, depending where they go, you know, has real World Series aspirations, you know, that rejuvenates a, a guy that, that can, you know, give them a spark. And in Wilson Contreras' case, you know, there's that and the added, you know, excitement of, you know, what's he going to get in the free agent market, you know, what what are what are you know if he hits the free agent market? What are teams gonna you know how are they gonna treat him? How you know what what's he gonna you know he's gonna get to see different looks that he's never experienced that, and, and a lot of players don't get to experience free agency. Yeah, and it's it's cool that they're open to it because obviously there were emotions about leaving the organization that has housed you since your your playing career started, but then there is something to it, and if you if you embrace it in that way, you really can rejuvenate your career. Into into something else, same way that that Chris Martin obviously is is feeling, 
now that he's left the Chicago Cubs and made his way to the Los Angeles Dodgers. What can you say about him and what, what he he's going to contribute to the Dodgers? And what can you say about the newly acquired Zach McKinstry for the Chicago Cubs? Yeah, Chris Martin, uh, you know, watching him pitch, he was a kind of a guy where, where the numbers didn't tell the full story, right? He had a lot of good control. Um, he, he had, you know, was a really good relief option for, for the Cubs. They, they had the, the three guys at the, at the end with him, Givens and, and Robertson. And he, he was, he was, he was a crucial piece for them. I, I think he's going to go to the, to the Dodgers and, you know, slot in right as a setup man. Craig Kimbrell's had some struggles. Maybe he, he gets some save opportunities, but he's a veteran guy who, you know, just won a world series last year and, and is going to provide some, some really big innings for, for a bullpen that lost, you know, you know, Blake Trinan and, and Daniel Hudson, like it's it's crucial for 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 the Dodgers to add him. And then on the flip side, I I thought the Cubs got a great return for for a guy that's potentially going to you know go back to the open market at the end of the season and a and a reliever. Zach McIntyre is a, a left-handed bat. The Cubs don't have a ton of that. You know, right now it's Alfonso Rivas, Rafael Ortega, and Ian Happ, and, and the last two guys. You know, there's a potential that you know come Tuesday they they might not be on on the team anymore. Zach McKinstry, you know, can play all over the place. He, he's a versatile option. He's kind of a platoon guy that would match up really well with someone like Christopher Morrell. Or, or, you know, he, we've seen Patrick Wisdom be an everyday player, but, you know, when there's a tough righty, the ability to play McKinstry at third base and, and, and you know, either have Wisdom as a DH or give him a day off, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a nice option. And he's under control through 2027. So Zach McKinstry, you know, I, yeah, I thought it was a, a pretty great pickup for the Cubs, you know, all things considered. He's, he's been raking in AAA. He's hitting like 335 with, with Oklahoma City Dodgers. And the numbers are a little inflated because the Pacific Coast League is, is kind of hitter-friendly. But it's still all in all, I thought, was a, was a great get for, for Chris Martin. Anytime you can say a player's hitting three-something, I don't care what league it's in. It's tough, yeah. to, it's tough to do at that level when you got – you know, pitchers out here that are just throwing some crazy stuff. Of course, we're talking to Andy Martinez from the Marquee Sports Network. I'm Gabe Ramirez, filling in for Matt Spiegel today on Hit and Run, right here on 670 The Score. Um, I'm looking at the Cubs, and I'm, I'm obviously there's going to be some more moves that are made. But I feel like, you know, like in the NBA, you might get a, a team that comes out of nowhere that grabs some players, kind of like the T-Wolves did with Rudy Gobert. But in baseball, it seems to be pretty straightforward. Like, if you hear that the San Diego Padres and the, the New York Mets are the front runners and the guys that are looking to grab, you know, Wilson Contreras and David Robertson, is it going to be a battle of, of who can outbid each other in that moment? Or do you think there can be some dark horse team that can come in to swoop and steal their services? There always could be a mystery team. But you, but like you said, you know, it's, it's not like the NBA where all of a sudden, you know, you know, here comes Cleveland and, and steals, you know, you know, gets the best package to the Cubs. I, I think, you know, every, you know, all the reports of the teams that are, you know, kind of quote unquote front runners, you know, that's probably where the, the those players could end up. Um, you know, the, there's, there's certainly some, you know, some flexibility in, in what could happen, but for, for the Cubs, it's all about what, what's going to get them the best, best return. And, you know, if it's from San Diego, they're, you know, that it's from San Diego. If it's from the Mets, it's from the Mets. It's from if it's from another team, it's from another team. That's that's their concern, and and we've seen that you know, dating back to last trade season, dating back to to even with the Chris Martin deal, they you know they're they're trying to get those controllable assets or young pieces that you know can help them for you know not you know if it's someone like McCutcheon's case like this year, but also years moving forward. So Andy, let me ask you then of of those two teams, San Diego and New York, obviously. They're interested in, in Contreras and, and Robertson. Which team has the best pieces 
right? The, the, who, which team would you prefer? Like you're looking at their, their farm system or maybe some guys that are, you know, not necessarily getting a lot of playing time that could help the Cubs. Which team would you prefer that they trade with because of the assets that they have? I guess my gut would say San Diego, just because we've seen A.J. Preller, the, the president of baseball operations down there, is very, very aggressive and is not afraid. You know, the Mets haven't been uh, too too shy to say that, you know, that the Pete Crow Armstrong deal, you know, in hindsight, maybe that, that doesn't get done per se, um, you know, for Javi Baez and Trevor Williams. But, you know, that maybe there's some, some hesitancy to trade with the Cubs, you know, given that. Uh, you know, at least on the early returns, you know, two months of Javi Baez and 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 a season and a half of of Trevor Williams for Pete Crow Armstrong <laughs> right, might have right. might have been a little bit one sided. But uh, kudos, you know, that kudos maybe, to the Cubs brass though for pulling yeah. that off. Right, right. You know, and then that's the important thing, right? Like, I was looking a couple of weeks ago. At, you know, I was curious at you know we know the big returns, Kevin Alcantara, uh, Pete Crow Armstrong, like those guys, but like. What were some of the other guys doing? Like Bailey Horn, who the Cubs picked up from from for Ryan Tapera from the White Sox, doing pretty well at Double A. Uh, Bryce Ball, who they got for Jack Peterson, doing pretty well at Double A. Like they they've been hitting these these you know quote unquote smaller moves. We saw what Anderson Espinosa for for Jake Marisnik was, and, and you know that's the that's the key to to making these trades successful, right? Is you pile up a good decision after a good decision after a good decision. And you know, then you have some margin to for or some margin for for error, right? Where if, if one guy doesn't pan out, that's all right. You have three other guys that could potentially fill in, and and that's you know what I think they're trying to do uh, from a, from a trade perspective. And it's interesting because once this trade deadline passes, the Cubs roster is going to look a lot different. I mean, obviously the assumption is that Contreras, Hap, Robertson are leaving, maybe some other guys. So so what does it? What what is this team going to look like? Who are the Cubs going to be? Once those three guys or four leave, for for me, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be exciting to see some of these young players. I think the big ones, Nelson Velasquez, he's finally starting to kind of you know find his footing in in the majors. You know, I spoke to him after the deadline because he had that two homer game in Philadelphia, and I said, hey, like, do you think that was your you know your your quote unquote like moment, like you, you belong? And he's like, he kind of you alluded to yes, but at the same time, you know, he's still thinking of himself as a rookie and trying to pick other guys' brains to try and keep improving. And, you know, you, we saw what he did yesterday with the, with the RBI knock. And, you know, if he continues to develop, if they move in Ian Happ, you know, Nelson Velasquez uh, can slide in right into left field, play every day, and you'll see some more development. Christopher Morrell, a legit rookie of the year candidate if he keeps it up. You know, there, there's a lot of young pieces. And, and the, the interesting thing will come from the pitching side, right? Does Caleb Killian get another buck? with him being on the 40-man roster, there's a good chance, you know, at least in September, we probably see him again. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see what these young players who, you know, are right, right, literally either in the big leagues or knocking on the door and see what they can do in these last two months. Andy, I got to, before we move over to the South side, I got to be honest, you sound excited about the Cubs. You sound, you sound genuinely <laughs> excited about the Cubs. It's like you're rattling off all these names. You're like, Papa, we are close. You know, it's it's what's well, interesting too, because you look at you know how many one run games they're in, and and how many extra inning games they're in, and it's like, you know, it's 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 definitely not as far as as it seems, right? Like you know, when you trade away cornerstone pieces like like they have, you know, it's definitely easy to think like, oh, yep, like here comes you know five year, you know, five year before we make the playoffs or type of thing or whatever you want to call it. It's not looking that way in terms of just when you see you know the 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 pieces that are actually on, on the field, right. When you see someone like Christopher Morrell, who, you know, when he was called up, it was like, all right, he's going to be up here, up here for a couple of days. And now, you know, he's an everyday player and, and, and a rookie of the year candidate. 
and you see Seiya Suzuki kind of starting to figure out the, the league and, and you see, you know, all these pieces, you know, starting to kind of mesh together. You can kind of see what, what Jed Hoyer has been talking about uh, in terms of, you know, what the timeline may or may not look like. They got good guys in the clubhouse. You cannot, you cannot deny that. And that's what you really are looking forward to when you're trying to build it or trying to create a build, uh, winning franchise. You need good guys in the clubhouse, guys that want to play hard, guys that want to be there and guys that are going to be consistent. And you've seen that from a lot of guys on that Cubs roster. Of course, we're talking to Andy Martinez from the Marquee Sports Network. This is Hit and Run. I'm filling in for Matthew Spiegel today. Uh, I'm Gabe Ramirez. So let's, let's talk about the Southsiders. I mean, uh, gosh, it is a little frustrating for me as a fan because you're just sitting there like, these guys, they just can't, they just can't seem to, to get over that hump. They're, they're living on the hump as opposed to getting over it. And, I mean, obviously, people are mentioning the same things when it comes to this team. But but is there an angle that you that you can point to that you feel like is a little different, maybe an area of improvement that's, that's not the bullpen, which has seemed a, a little bit thin lately, Andy, that you can say this is where I feel like the White Sox could do a little bit better? Or is it something that you're saying to yourself, it, they can't even trade for what they need? You know, it, it's from an, maybe this is an outsider's perspective because I don't watch them closely every single day like I do the Cubs. But, you know, for me, it's the defense, right? You know, you know, you look at, you know, watching the Giants right now. Last year, they were the, one of the best defensive teams in baseball, and you know that led to 107 wins. And their pitchers are still kind of doing the same thing that they did last year, but now their defense is one of the worst in the leagues, and they might be sellers at the deadline. You know, defense can sometimes get overlooked, I think, in in baseball, and and that's the case with 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 the White Sox, right? Where you know you move an Andrew Vaughn into the outfield, or you know you're 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 moving guys around all over the place, and and they might be average uh, or below average at best to begin with at, at their natural position. And then you move them off the position, you know, it, it hurts defensively. And, you know, you, you make one error and now your pitcher has to make another 10 pitches to, to get that extra out <laughs> right. or that extra two outs, you know, then, then it affects the bullpen, right? So maybe your bullpen isn't as bad, but it's the defense that's hurting you because you're, you're having to burn, you know, through, you have to, you're having to burn through pitchers to get those extra outs. To me, it all starts with the defense, right? You, the good teams always, you know, the teams that win World Series are always, always winning or always have really good defense. I mean, the the thing that gets overlooked about the 2016 Cubs is just how good the the team was defensively, right? Like they were the best team in baseball defensively last year. The Cardinals were were incredible defensively. You know, they were they went on a 19 game winning streak or whatever it was, and it was all because of their pitching and defense. Uh, their defense was phenomenal with Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt in the infield and. You know, it, that's that's the key, right, is you is you improve your defense and, and you give yourself a shot. You maybe take away a couple outs, you maybe take away a couple runs, and, and you save your bullpen a couple outs. And that's exactly what teams are looking to, save their bullpen or improve their bullpen and got to start with some defense. I think that's a great take. Of course, talking to Andy Martinez from the Marquee Sports Network. Let me talk to you about some of the trades that have happened around baseball in the last couple of days. Ones that I find interesting, this first one, just thoughts on David Peralta. Uh, being moved to the Tampa Bay Rays. I look at the wild card standings right now, and, of course, they got that last spot fighting off Cleveland, Baltimore, and Chicago by two and a half, three and a half games. Do you think they're serious and are going to make some more moves? Did you like that move for the Tampa Bay Rays? Yeah, I, I, it's funny that that's the first one you mentioned because that was the first one where I'm like, oh, okay. Like, there are, I think the Rays are, are, are really competitive and are trying to be competitive and get to the playoffs again. And, you know, they're, I think they are buyers, and the Rays, you know, the last, you know, three, four years, if there's one thing you learned is you never count them out, right? Like, they could trade away, you know, Blake Snell, and they're still going to the World Series. You know, they, whatever, they're still going to the playoffs. 
uh, you know, they, they are very savvy in their moves, and they're not trading for David Falt if they don't think they can squeeze something out of him that, you know, they can get some, some, some production and some, some win some ball games with him. I, you know, I think that was a very interesting move. And the, the one team, you know, if I'm a, if I'm a general manager, president of baseball operations, the one team I don't like trading to is, is the Tampa Bay Rays. Cause <laughs> you know, they, they, I mean, they make, they make chicken salad out of chicken, anything else. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. They definitely, they, they do a great job putting the team together. I mean, they're sitting seven games above 500 right now. It's going to be tough to get them out of that last spot, especially with uh, Seattle sitting right above them, which is who I want to ask you about before I let you go. I mean, obviously, they made a huge, huge trade um, getting Luis Castillo from the Cincinnati Reds. And, you know, having not made the playoffs in like 20 years, that's the kind of dedication you need for management, right? Like That's what you want from your from upper management to say, hey, we're going to go all in because at least we want to get to the dance. Right. Right. And, and yeah, I was extra funny because I was talking to a buddy last night and I said, I, I feel like some of the, the most intriguing general managers are the ones who say, you know what, in five years, it's not my problem what the farm system looks like. Right. You know, I'm, 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 I care about this year. I don't care about 2028 or whatever. Uh, and in Seattle's case, I mean, who cares about 2028 when you haven't been to the playoffs since 2001, right? Like if you make the playoffs this year, Luis Castillo, you know, I, I didn't, Honestly, I didn't think Seattle was was a fit. You know, I didn't think. We you know, just, I thought, Andy, we were just talking about dark horses, teams coming out of nowhere. All you kept hearing right, was exactly, to the so Yankees. Right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Don't count out a dark horse for anyone on the Cubs. Clearly, with Seattle, because Seattle. I mean, Luis Castillo. I mean, that's a playoff ready rotation. You know, as is with with uh, Luis Castillo. I mean, he he looks phenomenal. Obviously started off the season slow, kind of like a lot of starting pitchers did with the, with the ramp up and, and the short spring training, whatever you want to call it. But, but Luis Castillo is, I mean, that's a game changer and they gave up a lot for him. Like, like the, the Reds did pretty well in their return with, I think it was three of the top five, their top five prospects are heading back to the, to the Reds. Uh, that's a, that's a great, that's a great return. And that kind of set the market for some of these other guys. It's a trickle down effect, right? What does Frankie Montas get now? Or what does, where do the A's get for Frankie Montas now? What, in turn, like uh, uh, here in Chicago, if Drew Smiley's on the move, what do the Cubs get for Drew Smiley? It's just a trickle down effect because, you know, as the top guys start going down and teams are still looking for pitching, it's like, all right, now we have to overpay for, for X guy or Y guy because, you know, the A guy went for this price. It's the beauty of adding an extra team to the wild card race. Yep. And that way people are overpaying. You got the, the richer trying to get richer. I mean, it's the beauty of it. It's going to make for a fantastic next couple of days. Andy, thank you as always for hanging out with me here on 670 The Score. No, thank you for having me, Gabe. I appreciate it. Andy Martinez from the Marquee Sports Network. Joining me, Gabe Ramirez on Hit and Run. I'm filling in for Matt Spiegel. And, gosh, Seattle. When you're looking at Robbie Ray, and Castillo at the top two for in the playoffs. I mean, because, you know, in the playoffs, the wild card is going to play a, a three-game set. So if you got two studs going for you, that's a, Seattle's got that dog in them, man. Man, I like it. And my boy J-Rod over there, you know I'm a big fan of his. Ah, it's going to be so much fun. The, the, the next couple of months are going to be fun. Baseball is going to be fun. This trade deadline is going to be fun. The waiver wire is going to be fun. And I can't wait to talk more about it. All right, more baseball on the way. On the other side, I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is Hit and Run on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score.
Hit and run Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. to noon on 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And 670thescore.com, Chicago's sports station. for Shohei. Three-run job. And the Angels take a lead. He does it for the Goose. Let's see just how he goes down and gets that. Well, remember the, the pitch before was a fastball at 91, lower third, and he tracked that lower pitch fastball that could have been called a strike. This time a changeup, same spot. Halo fans loving what they're seeing for Shohei Otani. Now 62 RBI. The remarkable talents of Shohei Otani on display there. Shout out to Bally's Network for giving us that beautiful audio. The Cubs are hoping that they can be cheering for Shohei as well. Oh, I know, Sean. Look at Sean. <laughs> Sean's so funny. Oh, I love Sean this. put on his headphones immediately when I mentioned the Cubs and Shohei in the same dude. Oh my God. Cody was Cody Decker was giving me a little bit of hope on Friday saying yeah. like, if there was a team, you know, maybe the Cubs is Why Cody. Not? Don't. Why not though? Right. You're, listen, if you, if you were to tell me, Hey Gabe, we're going all in on Juan Soto. I'd be like, all right, you're going to give up all your prospects. Like, cool, I understand. But if you're telling me you're going to give up the whole damn team for Shohei Otani, even I live here. I'm going to reap the benefits of Shohei being in Chicago as well. Despite the fact that I'm a White Sox fan. It's Gabe Ramirez. Filling in for Matt Spiegel today on Hit and Run right here on 670 The Score. Of course, we are live and local, as always, broadcasting from our Hyundai studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. And, you know, Sean is, when we work together, we have a beautiful relationship because he's the Cub fan, I'm the Sox guy, right? That's what we do. So I, I actually, I challenged him and I said, you know what? You love your Cubs so much, I would love to hear about five franchise-altering talents that you would like on the north side of the city. Because in order for the Cubs to get back into playoff contention, they are going to need to make another huge signing in the offseason or create some sort of deal. And I have full faith in Cub management to be able to do something like that in the next coming years. They got the money. They're better, right? So, Sean, I am extremely excited to hear this and, and to argue against why it's probably not going to work. That, that sounds that's great. what we do. This that's, is, uh, that's how our show works. That's how the vibe is, man. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, so I, I put together some names. I don't necessarily think like these are like for sure guys. The Cubs are going to go not. for, but they you, you have a dream, right? That's exactly. What, all Cubs fans are dreaming right now. Oh man. I've been a dreamer since I was born. So <laughs> no, no, no. 2016, you guys, your dream came true. That's true. So, all right. Who's number five on this list, Sean? All right. So number five. He keeps going. He's down on the knee. He's got it. Fattest flipped sky high. And Juan Soto is your 2022 home run derby. Yeah, that's right, baby. I knew when you gave the tease. Yeah, so okay. Juan Soto, he's, he's my first guy there. Now, probably not likely. The Cubs fans are hoping he's got to stay through the deadline. He gets traded now. He's going to sign a long-term deal. Okay. So if, he's, if he sticks through the deadline, stays with Washington, he's under contract for a couple more years. 
that's a guy I think the Cubs would try and go for. Because they think he's one of those guys, like, you trade prospects, you trade my major leaguers, like, that is Ted Williams yeah. at 23 years old. Okay. You're looking at Juan Soto, and you're, you are hoping, because there has been rumblings that he wants a shorter-term deal so that he can sign another ridiculous contract at the age of 30. Mm-hmm. So if you can sort of facilitate that in some way, obviously we're talking pipe dream here, right. but if you can facilitate that in some way, shape, or form, of course he'd be a franchise-altering talent on the north side of the city. I just don't know if he'd look good in a Cubs uniform. Oh, I think he'd look great in those blue pinstripes, baby. <laughs> I don't know any I don't think there's there's not a bad I don't think there's one person that looked bad in there. Yeah. Maybe maybe Ozzie Guillen. No offense no. to Ozzie. You know, you know what it is? Everyone that's listening in the car right now, Sean showed up to work yesterday. Or was it Friday? Showed up to work Friday. Friday. Cubs hat, Cubs jersey, and Cubs pants too. Even had the red cleats with with no uh spinny things on the bottom. So he was sliding around the office. That's how much he loves those those blue pinstripes. All right. Juan Soto, I could see it. Of course, everyone would like him here. But who's number four on your list of franchise-altering talents? Okay, so this one's another pipe dream, but it's Shohei Otani. That's not a pipe dream. Yeah. That's not a pipe dream. It's possible. It's more possible than Soto. I think so. I Honestly, I think it is. And, like, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the week, but, I mean, the Cubs were one of the few teams that weren't a West Coast team that were very much in the conversation for Otani. Hap still has a year left on his deal. Yeah. So if you're looking to give major league talent that could help you in the short term, that you can then turn around and trade next year right? for some other talent. So someone that can, at least you can get some major league talent in return. I'm talking about the core of a potential deal. Right. So someone that can come in, play for you, but that you still have under control for another year that you can then flip for something else. You know how the game goes. You got to flip people. Right. Know? And yeah. he's obviously two birds, one stone. Like he's your best hitter yeah. and your best pitcher. Like You love the idea. Look oh, my God. <laughs> You're like, Gabe, yes. I wanted this guy so bad when he came over in 2017, 2018. I was dying for him to come to the Cubs. So I, I would love that. It's a great fit. The only question is, like, will the Cubs or the Angels be able to come to a deal? Right. You'd have to give him Gallagher way. Yeah. <laughs> right in front of Wrigley Field. Otani Plaza. It'd have to be Otani Plaza. He'd have to make at least a percentage of all dollars made at, at Gallagher Way. Zachary Hotel, you'd have to give him the penthouse up top. Just whatever the penthouse is now. Nope. That's Shohei's new spot. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to live right across the street from the thing. And then I'm thinking like Sluggers, Taco Bell, and uh, the Metro. There you would have go. to give See, up a, a little bit of percentage. That's you, smart, too. The Metro's smart, man. man. You can make some money off that. You need that. long money. That's where all want. the Lollapalooza after shows are. Exactly. So See? Shohei's going to come here. Okay, I, I could see that. All right, so we're talking to Sean, the producer here today. Sean Sears giving us his five franchise-altering talents that could change the course of the Chicago Cubs. Number five was Juan Soto. Number four, of course, Shohei Otani. Who do we got at number three, Sean? Rom set to bid for a third consecutive Cy Young season. Swing and a miss. Oh. He struck him out. Just... Oh, I thought you were going to have a bunch of swing and a miss. Oh, yeah. Swing and a miss. That's what that clip is, but I wasn't going to play that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Jacob DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom. He's one of the guys. He's one of the few guys I look at this offseason. Now, he's not a true free agent. He's got an option on his deal. Most likely, the expectation is he's going to opt out, become a free agent. Okay. So, but he's uh, making like 30-some million a year. He's going to get paid. He's going to get okay. paid. But the big thing for the Cubs is he's exactly like that type of like 30 to 31 year old guy that they look and say, hey, we'll pay you like you're one of the best pitchers in baseball because you are. But we're talking two, three, maybe like three the years. Stroman deal, four years with an option. Like after a Lester two. thing. Kind of get him over here. We, uh, exactly. Give you, get you, we want you to, to solidify the rotation with a. Okay, someone that has some experience. And he's a horse, man. Like, that's a guy you put at the front of your rotation. You're feeling really good most postseason series. Cubs fans would love a guy like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Him and Hendricks in the same rotation would be yeah. so much fun. That's that's something that they would like. 
man, no one's been talking about Liam either making a move mm. lately. No one's been mentioning that. And to me, at the beginning of the season, I thought to myself, if this guy pitches, you know, just 500 balls, like he's going to be on the move. Someone's going to want Liam Hendricks to be that John Lester type for their team. Yeah. Like you, you look at Seattle. It's right? a great fit there. Got Robbie Ray. Got Castillo. You got some other guys that are goons. But if you put in a Liam Hendricks to be your fourth starter, like that's a team that can go after him and give up. Maybe even though they just gave up three of their best five prospects. <laughs> yeah. But somebody. So what? This is the year. Right. This is the year, and pitching can get you there. If you want to beat the Yankees, you need pitching. Yeah. And if you want to come out, need pitching. Right. <laughs> exactly. If you want to come out the NL Central, you need pitching as well. That's why you threw Jacob Degrom up there. I yeah. like it. All right, Jacob Degrom. That would be a good, nice fit over there. You did. You did dream on these. All right. Who's number two? So number two is Xander Bogarts. He's the shortstop for the uh, the Red Sox. He's a guy that he's him and another shortstop we'll mention later are guys that I really think are are, are going to be on the Cubs radar this offseason. Bogarts has been really impressive with the Red Sox. He's had um, he's he's pretty good defensively. He's probably like an upgrade at shortstop ultimately. Um, <laughs> could slide over the third base though, but he, you're 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 picking him up for your bat. You need a power bat. You need a guy that's going to be one of your you know prototypical 300 plus hit batting average, maybe 30 home runs. That's that's what Bogarts is. And you enter into your 30 season, it's kind of the guy you want to pay at his prime. I I hate to break your heart, you know Boston assured shortstop Xander Bogarts that he won't be traded before Tuesday's so deadline. He's not going to get traded the deadline. Okay. He is going to become a free agent this upcoming year. He's one of the four shortstops in this class. So so they're not trading him because then they say to themselves, we still have a chance. They're think they're looking at the saying they're okay. still competitors. Xander Bogarts getting that shortstop, get to move Nico Horner over. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. Get some, it solidify that middle infield. Bogarts is my plan B. Like I have a plan A for oh. shortstop. So, oh, that's plan B. Mm-hmm. Twenty nine years old from Aruba. Xander yeah, Bogarts. Bogarts. He's actually he's also uh, plays for the Netherlands too in the World Baseball okay. Classic. Interesting guy. I like him. I have some fr- friends of mine that cover the Red Sox, and they love the X Men. I mean, yeah. love Xander Bogarts. So. If you can get a guy, the problem with me is at that age, you know, turning 30, how much of a chip on your shoulder do you have? How much passion do you have for the game at that point when you've made your money? Right. You know, you've played, you played in some meaningful games. Last 15 games, last 30 games, only two homers. Mm. It's tough for me. Yeah. That's, that that's Red Sox lineup's been hot and cold, though. It's weird. They'll pick it up and be the hottest team in baseball for two weeks, and then they'll do what they're doing now. What I do love about Xander is the ability to steal bases. Yeah, get some. I like speedy guys on the base pass. Get on the base pass, cause some havoc, and then you know get yourself a nice little run. All right, that's number two, Xander Bogarts of franchise altering talents that could make their way to the north side in a pipe dream. Who's your number one guy? So I got a one A and a one B. Oh, of course, of course you got him, dude. This is <laughs> Sean doesn't follow the rules. All right, one A and one B. All right, I like it. Who's your one B? So my one B is Aaron Judge. And I, I okay. say it because he's probably not leaving the Yankees, but he did just smack his 42nd home run, his 200th of his Jeez. career yesterday. Dude's been making or taking advantage of that short porch at Yankee Stadium. But he also robbed a home run. Aaron Judge is oh, one did of the. Yeah, he hit two home runs Six, and seven? stole one. What did he do? Just stand up? And Literally just got yeah. on his tippy toes. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's a guy that, like, for a dude who's like 6'7, six, 6'8, six, should not be as athletic as he is. Like, he runs the bases really yeah. well. Like, he's 30. You worry about injuries with him. That's a concern. He's definitely not leaving the Yankees. Yeah. But I, um, if that were to ever be a situation that arises, I'd love to bring in Judge. I think the Yankees are going to pay him because they just have to. But I think in their heart of hearts, they don't want to. 
I, if they could get Juan Soto, they would. Yeah, the, and and what they're saying is, see, because it's different for a team that has to live through the injuries and the struggles. Because your fan base at that point is tainted a bit. And they've also been dealing with Stanton, similar stuff to it's, there. Exactly. You're dealing with meniscus stuff with him or Achilles stuff with him. So you're saying to yourself, I don't. I, I, I have to give this guy this money because of how he's playing, but I really don't want to. I really wish someone else would step in. And that could be the Chicago Cubs. Because the Cubs would pay all that money for Aaron Judge. And he would like do something crazy like fall in a hot tub like Kerry Wood yeah. and get hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be something ridiculous. Trips he's over a gym bag. He's going to average 60 games a year for the next five years. One, and you know what? The, the one season he plays, you know, 145, his last one, when he's looking for the next contract. Yeah, yeah. They're going to bait you into doing that. But 6'7", 282 is absolutely ridiculous human being for doing what Aaron Judge does. So it'll be interesting. All right, that's your 1B. Who's your 1A? Carlos Correa. Okay, first of all, you could have picked the highlight from Houston Astros. You didn't have to go against the Minnesota Twins and against the White Sox in that clip. I see what you did there. Yeah, I thought I wasn't sure if you'd pick up on all that. Of That's course funny. I would. Well, listen, I love I, I, I'm Puerto Rican. I mentioned it before. So I, I love I loved Javi Baez over there. Mm-hmm. I have zero problem with uh Carlos Correa going over there. He's from Ponte, Puerto Rico. He's 6'4. Uh, his stud. My 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 issue is he wants to play for a winner yeah. in the present, even though he's only 27. Jeez, I can't even believe he's only 27 years Isn't old. Isn't that crazy? feels That's, like he's been around for a while. It feels like he's been around forever. Mm-hmm. But 27 years old, so so you're looking at it just via free agency, him opting out with the Twins right. and then just coming over because and righting his wrong that from last offseason. Yeah, basically. I mean, the but big, what's different, Sean? What's different from last offseason to this offseason for the Cubs? So the big thing for him with Correa right now is he's out of those top four shortstops. Those are probably the four best hitters in the class right now for free agency. They just all happen to be shortstops. Out of those four, Correa is the only one that doesn't cost them a qualifying draft pick. So the Cubs could sign Correa without having to give up draft compensation, which is such a huge importance to them right now. On top of that, he's probably the best shortstop out of those four defensively, probably offensively, he's got the high ceiling. And on, to add all to this as well, the Cubs scouted Correa so heavily when he was yeah. coming out of the draft. He's just a guy that they've been in love with for a while. I think you go hard for him. And the way you do that, like you said, you're going to have to convince this guy because he's on a pretty good Minnesota team. He just came from a really good Houston team. Like, he wants to go and win. He's going to be 28 next year. He wants to go chase championships. The Cubs got to convince him they can do that. It's going to be interesting, and you know you guys are going to need some help from a particular team, the Chicago White Sox. Oh. Because if what the White Sox – Well, no, no, no. Because if the White Sox overtake the lead in ah, the AL Central – I see big brain over here. Then Carlos Correa says, oh, they got to deal with the Sox for the next couple of years. See? And so, so you need the Sox to play well in order for him to then have a negative feeling towards the Minnesota Twins and so that that way the Cubs can swoop in. Now, listen, maybe if he just stays to like through November and then it feels that like Cole and Minnesota and be like, OK, wait, this is brutal. Listen, let me tell you something. Carlos Correa is not going to be in Minnesota in November. He's going to be in Puerto Rico. <laughs> nah. In his in his own, or in his other in, in Houston. He's going to be in one of those places. He's not going to be a cold ass Minnesota hanging out over there. He'll come to warm, warm Chicago, balmy Chicago yeah. in November. Batting 270 right now only has 36 RBIs. Yeah, he's been more of a table setter for them. I uh, that's one thing I've appreciated. He's kind of accepted his role a little bit more with the uh, with the the Twins. Eighty hits, eh? I mean, he would look nice over here on, on the north side. 
Yeah. I will say that. So that's a good that's a good one A, one B. All right, so that's Sean Sears. That's his list, his top five, or excuse me, six, because you threw in your one B over there. Top six franchise altering talents that could come to the Chicago Cubs. I like it. I like it. You know what? Because because it's 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 needed. You know what? I would love to hear from you guys. I know Spiegel tells me all the time how awesome the listeners are for hit and run here on 670 the score. So I would like to hear who your franchise altering talents could be. Who's, and it doesn't have to be someone that's actually available. It could be anybody on any team because then at least it puts in perspective what type of guy you are looking for. Yeah, dream a little bit, folks. This is fun because it might not be too much fun for the Cubs the rest of the year. Or the Sox. 312-644-6767. We're going to open up the line. Sean's going to take them for us. And then I want to hear who is that franchise-altering talent that could make his way over to the north side that you would love to see in those blue and white pinstripes. We'll take your calls next. I'm Gabe Ramirez filling in for Matt Spiegel on Hit and Run on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Hit and Run Sunday mornings 9 a.m. to noon on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago's sports station. High drive, right field. Melendez back on the track. See ya. There's 200. Another home run. For Aaron Judge, number 42. Again, and you're wondering with all these opposing pitchers, they're trying to sneak the fastball by Aaron Judge with two strikes, and he just can't do it. Hold my hand. Does this fly me to the moon? In other words. Did you like it? No. Baby, kiss me. You know I'm on a Matt Spiegel show when this is the comeback music. Come on, man. Frank Sinatra with uh, Judge Homer, Fly Me to the Moon. No. If I was Spiegs, I'm trying to think. What would Spiegs be doing? He would, yeah, he'd be playing the, <laughs> he'd yeah. do a little, he'd be playing a little bass, yeah. He'd do a little scatting right here, and he'd tell you that he's happy to be talking to you today about some baseball on this sunny Sunday, the last day in July. As August rolls around and baseball becomes a bit more meaningful. Wow, I definitely just channeled my inner Matt Spiegel right there. That was good. That felt like Matt Spiegel. That, I was like, is Spiegel was, here? I was like, bit poetic, but, you know, baseball driven. I'm Gabe Ramirez filling in for Matt Spiegel here on Hit and Run. I got a little crap a second ago. And I, 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 I try not to go. I try not to look at the text line because I heard it can be hateful. But someone said, what's the point? <laughs> what's the point of... Uh, Texting in if Gabe says, what's the point of texting with Gabe Ramirez hosts? He never acknowledges when listeners text in like the other hosts. You know mm. what? You know what? Sean, I love accountability. And you know what? I should put my emotions to the side. And if someone has something negative to say about me, I should eat it and take it and then build from it. So you know what? You're absolutely right. So I texted him. I said, well, then text me in a, a franchise talent and I'll mention you on the show. So some people have been texting in right now. Uh, to our line, 312-644-6767. Somebody said they want Kyle Schwarber again. <laughs> I take him. Franchise-altering talents. I love it. Oh, man. There's some other good ones in here. But Sean just did a great job with his five five or six guys that he, feel like, that he feels like can make a difference over here on, on the north side. I, I went through the AL All-Star roster and the NL All-Star roster to think about who would I want if I were the Chicago White Sox. Who would be a franchise-altering talent? You know, since obviously these are guys that are not necessarily available, but we'd like them to play nonetheless. Two guys stood out. Jazz Chisholm from Miami. Ooh, just a gamer. I love jazz. Love jazz. And I just love 
I want somebody that I'm, I'm not like Lurie Garcia. I don't know what I'm going to get at the plate, but someone that, you know, with, with, with am I going to get a base at a double or a homer? That kind of, I don't know what I'm going to get at the plate. And I feel like he can bring that. And then even though he plays in the division, Andres Jimenez from Cleveland is that dude. That's another really good one too, man. I'm loving both of these so far. And maybe he just beats up on the White Sox so much that you just you, you kind of love to hate well, him. Did you see that play he made in the All Star game? And that's the thing; he also has a great glove. Slick, man. So he's so, so again. I'm not talking about who I would want specifically, but guys that are cut from the same cloth for the Chicago White Sox. Gamers. Not that Lori's not. Not that Josh Harrison's not. Just someone on a different level, like a level up. You know. You got to see a higher ceiling of that position. And that's somebody that could potentially be making their way to the south side as the trade deadline approaches. But the lines are open right now, and we're going to be talking to Art out there in Homewood. Art, you are, are, are talking to me right now about a destination for someone as the trade deadline approaches. Who is it, and where do you see them going? Well, um, I, I've resigned myself to Contreras being traded, and if he's got to go, let the Mets be fleeced once more like they did with Pete Crow Armstrong. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get a key from the Mets and try to get their best prospect. Now, I realize it's a pipe dream, but why not? I totally and, understand, Art. Now, here, here's the thing. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, I don't think the Mets are going to fall for that one. You know what I'm saying, Art? I hear what you're saying. Is there anyone in particular that you like in the Mets organization? Maybe like a younger guy on the roster? Uh, no, I'm not as familiar with their everyday yeah. roster, but I, I'm, I'm thinking that when you're giving up arguably the second best catcher in baseball, you better come home with a King's ransom for this guy, because it's just painful to watch him have to go. They seem resigned to trading him. So you better bring the goods, getting them back. And I think they will. Art, thanks for the call. I think they will regard because the good thing is this, there's multiple teams that want Wilson Contreras playing for them, whether it's the Padres, the Cleveland Guardians, or the Mets. And when you have multiple teams interested in a player, you know, you know you're on the phone saying, that's not enough. That's not going to get you Wilson Contreras. So it drives with the price. But I was talking to my producer, Sean, about this. I think it doesn't matter who the Cubs get in return for Wilson Contreras. It's never going to be enough because the heartfelt connection with the team. It's just not going to be enough. Even if I told you you were getting a top 100 prospect, Sean, even if I told you a top 100 prospect, you'd still be like, eh, I got to see if he can, if he'll pan out. Yeah. I don't know, man. At this point now I'm, I'm looking at like, if the Cubs are going to acquire some of these like top prospects for like Wilson Contreras, cause you're not going to get, you're not going to get like top 100 major league ready guys more than likely for a rental. So it's all about collecting talent. And then how can you but turn you might that be talent? able to, but you might be able you to. You might be able to. So obviously you don't turn your nose up at it, but I think the focus has to be get as much talent as you can so you can take take that talent and turn it into like Juan Soto. Turn it into and maybe not him exactly, but yeah. get that get that next who guy who's ready. Because you can't you can't sign these guys from last year, Strowman and City Suzuki, and say that, hey, we're gonna take twenty twenty three and still kind of do what we did last year, feel this out. You yeah. gotta start putting money in this roster. Texter from three one two says, Why don't the Cubs want Wilson Contreras? Uh, sounds like a sounds like a son asking why mommy's kicking dad out. Right. Why don't we why don't we want him here? But I want you to stay here with me, Daddy. Yeah, yeah no, but, I but he but the, the problem is it just doesn't fit with the plans for the Chicago Cubs in terms of timing. 
Wilson Contreras, even though I, I think he should, let the Cubs trade you away as a rental and then come back. The Cubs should pay him to come back. Right. But it's just not going to happen. It really feels like when the Cubs made those internal changes with a focus on a lot of like yeah. their just kind of player development. Yeah. Just feels like Wilson just didn't quite fit that that focus they were shifting to. But now that the DH is a thing in the NL, this is, a, I mean, obviously you don't want to overpay for simply a DH, but he can catch occasionally if you feel comfortable right. with Jan Gomes. If you feel comfortable with those guys, I mean, you can get him some at-bats and find a way for him to fit in. Let's, let's take this call. Let's go to Mike. On the south side, we were talking about this guy a second ago, Mike, and wondering how much he can bring you back in return with the move of Castillo. You're talking about Drew Drew Smiley, and and what what are your thoughts on him? Well, you know, I I, I think one thing I, I remember when uh, when I heard he was on the team at the beginning of the year, and then I heard he had won a World Series game. That got me excited because I don't care what your one and lost record. If this guy pitched at any point good enough to beat somebody in the World Series, but it's it's not it's like any experiment, guy. When you find out it's not working, it ain't working. The Cubs ain't are supposed to be in rebuilding. The Cubs have an outstanding lineup of young guys, power, speed, and everything else. I don't know how many people have noticed the Cubs. The Cubs. The, the Cubs are at least a 500 team. They have outstanding Stegman and the other guy, uh, Justin Fields, just two outstanding young pitchers could be 20-game winners. So they have a future. But you've got to stop pitching a, a Bruce, the Bruce Smiley's of the world. I understand. But the thing is this, he can get you something in return. And so you put him on display so that – Maybe a team out there is looking for that third or fourth guy in the rotation. And like we've been mentioning, just getting back some prospects in return. And Smiley had relief appearances in the postseason last year, so he's a versatile yeah. guy. Yeah, I mean, listen, I liked him on the bump. He said it himself, hey, put me on a team that can win and watch what I do. Watch me whip. Watch me name. That's what he's telling guys That's right exactly now. what he said, right? <laughs> oh, man. All right, on the other side of this, we are going to talk some White Sox baseball from the Sox machine and fans sided. We're talking to my guy, James. What does he have to say about today's uh, last match against the Oakland A's? We'll find out on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez filling in for Matt Spiegel on 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.